Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Jula looking for the activating nurse. He's got him to win it. Nurse shoots and scores! Darnell Nurse! Elects not to shoot. Pressure by Gerard, Then threw him aside. To the net. Back door. One-timer score! Connor McDavid ends the game! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, we got no games tonight, but boy, we got a doozy tomorrow in the National Hockey League. Stanley Cup playoffs round one will end tomorrow in Boston. It's game seven between the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs. The only game seven of the first round, which, uh, well, round one was a little interesting, wasn't it? It's Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Good evening. Thanks for joining me. I'll be in uh, for Reed uh, all this week. Also next Monday he'll be back in the big chair on Tuesday. Well, it was uh, Tuesday, May 1st, so a week tonight. Uh, supposed to do the show yesterday but uh, had a little family issue, so thanks to Brendan Ulrich for uh, pulling the long shift yesterday and filling in on the show. Really appreciate that, but uh, all is well back here on, in the uh, host chair. I, I can't remember the last time I did a show. Uh, it's been a while. Reed doesn't take a lot of time off, so it doesn't seem that way anyway. Uh, but it's always nice to uh, be here and, and chat with you. So no game tonight in the National Hockey League. They have announced, by the way, the start days, not the whole series schedule, but the start days for the, uh, the uh, second round series. And we don't have to wait. Round two begins Thursday. So right after Game 7 is wrapped up against the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow down there in Boston, uh, Round 2 begins on Thursday. And uh, two games that night, you got the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals with Game 1 in Washington, 5 o'clock start Edmonton time. Yes, the two teams that always seem to meet up in the Stanley Cup playoffs. What is this, the third, fourth season in a row? that these two teams have met in the playoffs, and it's always ended up badly for the Washington Capitals. And then the Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks, they'll get their series underway. Finally, they've been waiting forever uh, to get their series underway. Of course, they swept their respective series. Uh, The Knights over the Kings and the Sharks over the Anaheim Ducks. They'll begin at 8 o'clock Edmonton time on uh, Thursday night in Vegas. Game one, this series, oh, man. If you love your hockey, if you love two great teams just slugging it out, I know some of you might say, well, silly playoff format. They should be meeting in the conference final. Well, hey, it is what it is. It's still going to be a great series, though. The Nashville Predators, number one in the National Hockey League against number two in the uh, National Hockey League in the regular season, the Winnipeg Jets. So game one will begin Friday night, 6 o'clock Edmonton time. And then uh, depending on what happens tomorrow in Boston between the Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs, 
the game uh, will we know that it'll be game one on Saturday, but uh, could be a one o'clock game Edmonton time if Boston wins tomorrow, and then be uh, eight o'clock game or six o'clock game, excuse me, um, if the Leafs win against the uh, Bruins and face the Lightning, which would be a very entertaining series for sure. And the Leafs have uh, found a way to come to life in this uh, in this series. And they looked they looked like they just didn't belong in the first couple of games. And then they played uh, a really good game in Game 3, sort of an up-and-down game in Game 4, played really well for most of Game 5. In Game 6, they played their arguably the best game of the series, and Freddie Anderson has been the difference in that game, and or in the series, where in the first four games he was allowing a lot of goals in the prime areas, and I think that's more maybe a reflection of the Leafs themselves defensively than it is Frederick Anderson, although you're paid to stop the rubber, so you better stop the rubber. But uh, he's been dynamic. He's been outstanding in the last couple of games. And the Bruins have had chance after chance after chance after chance, and Freddie Anderson has been that good. And, uh, oh, yes, there is a Game 7 coming up. Uh, tomorrow night in Boston. And Joe Bowen. We had Joe Bowen on last week talking about uh, uh, the, the Leafs and, uh, and, and the series. And he's been a longtime broadcaster for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, here's Joe Bowen at the end of the game last night. Long shot. Blockered. There goes Rask to the bench. Empty net. Leafs get it out in center. To the line. Here's Placanitz. Scores! I call him a homer, and he would probably say to you, yep, I'm a homer. Absolutely. Uh, there's a great video online of him and Jim Ralph, who's his color analyst, and they've been they've been doing games together for a long, long time. But they're high-fiving in the booth, and you know, some people might look at that and go, what is that? Well, they're not unbiased neutral, so um, they're they're supposed to be homers, or hey, that's their allegiance, right? So they're not doing national broadcast; they're doing the Leafs broadcast. Uh, but uh, we got Game Seven tomorrow in that series, and the Washington Capitals—they do really. I don't know if it's the unthinkable. The unthinkable seems like the right word here, but uh, they find a way after losing the first two games in overtime to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They win four straight, and they. Uh, eliminate the Columbus Blue Jackets in six games last night. They're heading to the exits here in Ohio, and a puck that comes in along the near side, and that is going to do it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Columbus. The Washington Capitals have defeated the Jackets in game six, six to three, winning this best of seven series, four games to two. Bring on Pittsburgh, the second round. Could this be the year where the Capitals finally beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs? You know, I don't know. We, we say it every year, right? This is the best chance. This is the best chance. If the Capitals don't win, then there'll be major changes in Washington. Well, there could be major changes. I mean, if they lose, could Barry Trotz be on the block here? Could he be fired as head coach? Good coach, but... Can't get beyond round two, and that's not how it works in the National Hockey League. It's a results-based business. So, And how about the Columbus Blue Jackets? I think their all-time record at home is 2-8 and eight in the playoffs. And as good as Sergei Bobrovsky is, oh, <laughs> not so good in the playoffs, is he? No. First two games, he was pretty good, especially in game one. 
since then, or since game one, uh, in the last five games, not so good. Not so good. Alex Ovechkin is playing really, really well. I mean, this is, I don't know if this is the best he's looked. It's the best he's looked in a while, maybe, in the playoffs, but he has been dominant. So, that'll be very interesting to see. Uh, game seven tomorrow between the Leafs and the Boston Bruins. Mike Babcock talking about, uh, you know what? Why don't you just, instead of letting the pressure get to you, it's game seven. Yeah, it's winner go home. It's the ultimate winner go home game. Just just enjoy it. I mean, because you're a kid playing outside road hockey, it's the seventh game and you're scoring a winning goal in overtime. That's just the way it was your whole life. I think, uh, you know, no one else in hockey is playing right now. They're all stopping to watch. And so that's always a seven. But I think just the opportunity, and, uh, you get to go on. And, uh, you know, I think there's obviously a lot on the line that way. We'd like to play in the next round. And Boston wants to play in the next round. Something's got to give. So, you know, we're excited for the opportunity and uh, enjoy the rest of today and be ready tomorrow. <laughs> I always find that really interesting. Ah, just enjoy today. Game seven's tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Meh, it's just game seven. I mean, David Pasternak was a young guy. You know, he's what, early 20s? He says, game seven, no pressure. I don't feel any pressure, you know, obviously uh, we know we are a good team. Uh, we know how to play and, and uh, just we just need to uh, find a way to, to do it right away. You know, round one at times has been really hard to watch. It hasn't been as exciting as some round ones. Uh, and most round ones historically are really good. This, this round one hasn't been as good. We've had good games. But uh, this series definitely has been the best series. And... The Bruins have lost the last two games. It doesn't necessarily mean that the Bruins were playing badly. You know, I mean, Freddie Anderson's been great. Although the Leafs did something different last night in the third period. They actually played good defensive hockey, which is a change. But Freddie Anderson's been great. The top line, even though they haven't been scoring, uh, they've been solid. They've been generating chances. But you look at the Leafs and the way they play up and down hockey, Good goodness sakes, they're hard to stop. And the Bruins, they like to skate, but can they have the finish? You know, Freddie Anderson stands on his head again. Oh, boy, that's going to be really tough. So it's 6.15. We'll take a break here. Uh, We'll hear from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He is nominated for an NHL award. Every team nominates a a King Clancy Memorial Award nominee. And it was Ryan Nugent Hopkins who was nominated. We'll tell you more about that award, and you'll hear from Ryan Nugent Hopkins here in a moment. It is uh, 6.15, Campbell in for Wilkins here on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 6.30 Chet. It is 6.18. Welcome back to the program. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins for the rest of the week. And next Monday, Reed will be back a week tonight on the big program. We'll hear from uh, Kelly Rudy from the uh, NHL on Rogers after the 6.30 news. After 7 o'clock, we'll hear from Brock Sunderland, the uh, Eskimos GM and Vice President of Football Operations. The uh, three-day minicamp wrapping up in Vegas. And today is the anniversary, one-year anniversary of Brock Sunderland's hiring uh, by the Edmonton Eskimos for the GM and VP of Football Ops uh, 
uh, position. And after 7.30, we'll be joined by John Short, longtime radio host and sports columnist here in the city of Edmonton and a good friend of the late Ron Hader who passed away on the weekend. Uh, King Clancy Memorial Trophy. Uh, the National Hockey League today announced the nominees for all teams. And the nominee for the Oilers is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. The King Clancy Memorial Trophy is awarded to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made it a noteworthy made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution to his community. A uh, 25-year-old has been heavily invested in the Edmonton community throughout his career. Uh, Team Nugent Hopkins won the Charity Cup this past season as part of the Hockey Helps Kids initiative. And today on Oilers Now, uh, Mark Spector was in studio with Bob Stoffer, and uh, that's where the co- this conversation started, is uh, Nugent talking about his charity work and uh, about the uh, Hockey Helps Kids initiative. My third year doing it, and... Uh, first year, I think we were pretty close to winning as well. Um, so was, last year, Sports Central was a great cause, and um, uh, yeah, we won it then. And, and then this year, uh, the kids with the school chose Dogs with Wings, which is also a great cause, uh, helping out people with disabilities that uh, um, that need need kind of a helper dog to get them through with anxiety and things like that so it's uh, another another really cool cause and uh, two very different things but it's, uh, for me it's fun to be a part of that and see how into it the kids get and um, and really how much of a difference they make and obviously a big contribution um, uh, goes into that charity, so it's been fun to be part of. Ryan, for the last, geez, I think it's what six years now, five or six, you've been involved with cystic fibrosis. I know that uh, I usually either do the uh, the hot stove or MC the event. I know we had Ryan Jesperson out there as well, and that is something uh, with with CF that's near and dear to your heart as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, six years now, and I've done the the Camp River uh, event. Um, for six years and the Edmonton event for five or six years now so um, both of them are very close to me and it's something that I didn't know much about before getting involved with it but when I did and I met the people who have been affected and their families it uh, it definitely uh, made me want to stick around and uh, I keep coming back so I'm definitely uh, I'm just happy that I can uh, go and help out as much as I can and it's something that's uh, definitely near and dear to me now. So that is, that is outstanding. And you just see the, or hear the maturity. I think we've seen it as well, but you hear the maturity of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's 25 years old. It's hard to imagine that he's 25 years old, especially when he, you know, he came in as an 18-year-old, you know, seven, eight years ago. But he sounds very mature, sounds like a leader. No doubt about that. Uh, unfortunately, he is uh, well-versed, uh, too well-versed in having his season end early. You look at last season, and we'll touch on this in a moment. We know what happened last season, but uh, what has Ryan Newton Hopkins been up to since the season ended uh, a few weeks ago? I've been a little bit all over the place. I went home for uh, back to Vancouver for a few days, a little bit, and then came back here to Edmonton, and then just went on a little trip to California. So um, it's just kind of been all over the place, but um, I definitely have been watching some of the games. I haven't lately, since I've kind of been traveling and stuff, I haven't seen many of them. I obviously keep up with the highlights and the and uh, who's winning and whatnot, but um, when it first started, I had a chance to, to watch, and usually those are 
the most fun games because everybody's so intense and everybody's just flying around. So it's uh, there's so much energy. Um, so I mean, it, it it's tough to watch for obvious reasons, but um, at the same time, you, you do want to watch it, and uh, it, it makes you a little more hungry to to get back into that yeah. into that position. Tougher to watch considering what happened last season. The Oilers made the playoffs. We're one game away from the conference finals. Even though I was in the league for years, um, it's still watching the playoffs. It's something that I never experienced. So you kind of watch it in a different light. You almost still watch it as a fan. Um, but then since, yeah, like you said, I mean, since we were right in the thick of things last year, um, it's a little bit harder to watch now because, I mean, it's, it's where we should be and it's where we obviously want to be and need to be so it's uh, a little bit harder to watch but at the same time like I said I mean it makes you want to get back into that spot even more so um, as, it, as it gets down to the end of the end of the playoffs too I definitely tune in more and those games are more meaningful and uh, well they're all meaningful at this point but um, the, the, the finals and the conference finals are, are games that you want to watch and you can, uh, you can definitely take some stuff out of them for sure. And uh, Nugent Hopkins talking about the whole season for the Oilers. A, a disappointing one, obviously, compared to, and he touched on it compared to last season. You basically have to use it as a learning tool and it's not a season where you just want to quickly shove away to the you know, throw it to the curb or throw it in the trash. You can learn something from a season like this. I don't think you can wipe it out completely because we need to learn from it. And, um, I think, I mean, uh, just the consistency um, in our game. I mean, things didn't go well for us at the start. and We didn't have enough pushback in games where last year we we were never out of it. doesn't matter what the score was. We were never out of the game. and That's something that we have the ability to do. We have that character in our group and uh, we need to find it again and, um, and it's not going to be just an easy answer and and maybe this year coming in well we thought okay well we did it last year we're going to be able to do it again this year well it's, it's not that easy I mean you see teams that are last in the league last year and now they make the playoffs and teams that are one of the best teams some of the best teams in the league they are knocked out of the playoffs so it's 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 such a competitive league that you need to bring it every night and you need to you can't take anything for granted and I think it's you, you can I mean we can you don't dwell on it you just kind of learn from it and I think uh, I think we're maybe be better for it next year it's obviously frustrating at this point but we need to learn and, uh, and be better because of it so next step for Ryan Nugent Hopkins is the World Hockey Championships in Denmark Canada begins that tournament uh, on May the 4th they play the United States Canada finished with a silver medal last year losing in a shootout to Sweden and not the first time that Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been at the World Championships. It's a little different now because he's a veteran. Uh, he's more experienced. He will be on the left side of Connor McDavid like he was with the uh, Oilers for the last 20-some-odd games. Um, and we had Bill Peters on this show. We've had Bill Peters on uh, Oilers now, and he's the head coach of the uh, of, of Canada. He's also the new head coach of the Calgary Flames. We'll touch on that a little bit later uh, or the next half hour with Kelly Rudy. Um, but Nugent Hopkins very excited playing uh, with Connor McDavid, playing for Team Canada over in Denmark at the Worlds. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, like you said, I, I've, I haven't had the chance. Just little injuries here and there, and 
um, at the end of the season. So you got to kind of take care of those <clears throat> before you 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 don't want to re-aggravate them and stuff. So had a chance to do it this year, so definitely excited and um, yeah, it's pretty cool that he's kind of said that I'll well at least start with Connor and we can uh, just kind of build off the chemistry that we found at the end of the year and hopefully uh, build build towards some for next season. And, um, a little bit different this year. Um, pretty young team, and usually it is a young team, and now all of a sudden I'm not one of the oldest, but I'm one of the older guys, so it's uh, a little bit different dynamic for me, but I'm, uh, as compared to when I was 18 and I was just uh, the youngest guy out there, so it's, it's going to be fun, and I know most of the guys going, and going to be reunited with some of them, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it's just a cool experience to get to see a part of the world that you normally wouldn't be able to see as well. So Ryan Uja Hopkins very soon heading off to Denmark to uh, help represent Canada, to represent Canada and help them hopefully win a gold medal at the World Hockey Championships in Denmark. But today, Ryan Uja Hopkins named as the Oilers nominee for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, awarded to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution in his community. As we said, uh, no hockey on tonight. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs will resume tomorrow. Game 7 between the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then round two begins on Thursday. Remember the past when it was like, okay, round one's over, we have to wait three days now. That was aggravating. Well, folks, we don't have to do that anymore. News update coming up from the 630 Ched 24-hour news center. When we come back, we'll be joined by our usual weekly guest on uh, during the hockey season on this very program. That is Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. This is 630 Ched Inside Sports. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. 633. Thanks, J.C. Eskimo season is upon us. Be very exciting. Minicamp just wrapped up down in Vegas, and uh, we'll hear from Brock Sunderland after 7 o'clock, the VP of Football Ops and General Manager for the Green and Gold, our first broadcast here on 630 Chad. It's not far away. The 27th of... May at home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It'll be exciting to be back in the uh, broadcast booth with Morley Scott, Blake Dermott, and of course having Brendan Allwork down on the sidelines for uh, for our uh, sideline reports. That'll be very cool. By the way, uh, Course Radio, very proud to be the official partner of uh, 2018 Grey Cup Festival, so that is very exciting. That w- that news was uh, officially announced this morning on the uh, 6.30 Ched Morning News with uh, Bruce Bowie. Uh, Len Rhodes was in, the president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos, also Dwayne Venu, who is uh, heading up the uh, 2018 Grey Cup Festival, uh, Sid Smith, our program director. Uh, so very exciting times here uh, at Chorus Radio and uh, the voice of the Edmonton Eskimos, 6.30 Ched. A scoreboard update today. Um, yeah, it's pretty paltry, I would say. No no National Hockey League games. There is a hockey game, I think, of significance going on tonight. Uh, that is in Lethbridge, the Hurricanes hosting the Swift Current Broncos. Game three of the Eastern Conference Final. Broncos with a two-games-to-none lead in that series. That game will be uh, getting underway in about a half an hour's time. Uh, the Western Conference Final has a night off. Uh, it'll resume on Thursday. I believe it is in Tri-Cities. So I'll have to confirm that now. My... my Memories escaping me right now. Uh, but uh, in that series, the Silver Tips, uh, they lead the Americans two games to one. Of course, Carter Hart, Sherwood Park goaltender, the uh, Eastern Conference or the Western Conference Player of the Year. Um, he is 
of course, leading the way for the Everett Silver Tips. Uh, Major Leagues of Baseball tonight uh, in Toronto. They did hold a moment of silence for the uh, victims of that horrific um, uh, van attack yesterday uh, in Toronto. Uh, just a horrible scene. Uh, it was really hard to watch the coverage, but uh, man, oh man, it's just uh, just really, really horrific to think about it and watch it. And uh, hearts go out to the victims and and those that are still hurt. Uh, but the uh, Blue Jays held a moment of silence, and uh, right now they're doing a good job against the uh, Boston Red Sox, who are the best team uh, in the American League East. 3-1 is the score. The Toronto Blue Jays over the Boston Red Sox. In the NBA tonight, there are three playoff games. Uh, The late game tonight is in Golden State. The Warriors can uh, advance to the second round with a win over the San Antonio Spurs. The uh, Warriors lead that series three games to one. Philadelphia 76ers trying to do the same and advance to round two. They're playing the Miami Heat. They're underway in the first quarter. They're tied at 19. Third quarter, the Boston Celtics uh, all over the middle. Milwaukee Bucks by a score of 52-39. to 39. Uh, Stanley Cup playoff action continues tomorrow as the uh, Boston Bruins host the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7. Then Round 1 is done and we move on to Round 2 on Thursday. But uh, to talk about uh, that series and to look ahead to Round 2 a little bit and, of course, what happened in Calgary yesterday with Bill Peters being named head coach, uh, joined by Kelly Rudy the uh, NHL from the NHL on Rogers. And really, Kelly, uh, hey, uh, first off, thanks for, thanks for joining us tonight uh, for what is really our once-a-year conversation. We don't talk that much, so I call it our once-a-year conversation. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> and this will be better than anything Reed and I can do, so I'll have some fun with it. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. So I, I got a tough to follow with Reed, but uh, it's always nice to chat with you. And uh, you know, the first round has been rather interesting, uh, interesting to me, and I think to a lot of people. Uh, we have one game seven coming up tomorrow against the uh, with uh, with the Boston Bruins hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, what what do you? Well, before we talk about that, uh, let's talk about game six. And I know there were a lot of heavy hearts in Toronto uh, with the, with the van attack yesterday, and uh, um, you know, it, it was great to see the Leafs come out with the win um, because I. I think you know and we've seen it with Humboldt and this is a different sort of thing obviously a different different tragedy um, but a tragedy nonetheless and I, th- I think yeah. we saw you know we, we see how a community comes together and how sports can really be a, a, a nice remedy and a nice uh, distraction uh, from the real world yeah it was a terrible day yesterday uh, not much better here today but I can tell you uh, just uh, the the class that Ron Hainsey and Patrice Bergeron had uh, when they were talking about in the uh, pregame show, and then we showed Hainsey again at the opening of the broadcast last night. So eloquently put. Um, but you're right. Uh, it's a terrible time here. Uh, Humboldt was awful, but uh, we do need a distraction, and uh, sports is able to provide that, and we in the hockey world uh, have that opportunity as well. No question about it, and and quite the the hockey game yesterday, and really quite the turnaround for for the Leafs, where it looked like they they didn't belong at all in the first two games. Played really well in Game Three, played uh, you know so so in Game Four, and really played well the last uh, two games. What do you credit this turnaround uh, for the Leafs, and and why are we in a Game Seven? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting, Frederick Anderson for sure. I mean, he's the reason why it's at three three. It uh, probably should have been over uh, after Game Five when Boston had twenty shots in the third period and Toronto was trying to hold on to a four three lead. But it was one of the uh, ugliest uh, jobs of protecting the uh, lead that I've seen in a long, long time. I thought Boston of those twenty shots, Boston might have had 
14 or 15 quality scoring chances. So Toronto was fortunate. Their goaltender was uh, rock solid. I thought yesterday was maybe their best overall game. Uh, Toronto was really good. I just never really felt that uh, Boston uh, was going to come back and tie the game. Uh, I thought that uh, as the series has been going on, some of the Leafs have been getting better and better. I don't think that the Bergeron line has, uh, even though they're not producing at the same, I don't think that their play has dropped off at all. They're still uh, the only line really getting tons of scoring chances. I guess the fourth line also. And Krejci at times has been good. Rick Nash is getting all kinds of chances, but he's not much of a scorer anymore. He came into the league as a great scorer. Now he's really turned into a a real effective defensive player, but uh, this is going to be a really great game tomorrow. This might be uh, the best game of the series. I don't know what to predict. I have no idea because when Boston plays really well, they just absolutely dominate, but when Toronto plays with their speed and skill, they're they're dangerous, and I wouldn't say they dominate Boston, but they certainly carry the play at times. You know, it's interesting when when people look at a game seven and and okay, who has the advantage? Uh, who ha- who's the pressure on the most? Who will feel the pressure the most? Uh, you look at the Leafs and they're very young. There's five players left over from the collapse in Game Seven in Boston in 2013. So I'm sure for them the motivation is you know, hey, we like to erase that bad memory um, with, yeah. with the win tomorrow. Um, but you look at the Boston Bruins and you know I, I'm watching a clip from David Posternock today, who uh, you know a young guy. Uh, and like you say, I agree with you. I mean, he hasn't hit the score sheet in a while, but uh, he's played pretty well. But, you know, hey, do, yeah. you feel pressure? Uh, you know, tomorrow going into tomorrow, is like, nope, I don't feel any pressure at all. We're, we're pretty confident. I mean, you've been in your fair yeah. share of Game 7s, including a memorable one back in uh, 1987 that went four overtimes. Um, right. what, what was your mindset always going into into a Game 7? How, how did it affect you? Uh the, the mindset's actually really calm. I really enjoy it. In fact, every playoff game is unique, and they're special, and you have a, uh, a real sense of uh, anticipation before. But Game 7 certainly seems to raise that just a little bit because it, I know it sounds corny, uh, but you really do think back, especially when you're just getting ready before putting on your gear, when you're stretching and, and kind of going over your things in your head. You really do go over when, for me, growing up in Elmwood uh, and playing road hockey, and you'd always say, this is game seven, and everything's on the line, and you you know, you know, and your buddies are with my brother and so on. And it was really, really fascinating to do that as a kid. And then when you're one day in the NHL and you're playing a game seven in the playoffs, you're like, holy, this is really cool. And, and so I never felt like uh, a negative pressure. Um, I always felt that this was a real great opportunity, and luckily for me, I believe I finished three and one in Game Seven. So uh, I seem to have done okay in those. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and and I think you raise a good point. <laughs> We've all played in a Game Seven at some point in our lives. Just you know, yep. uh, some didn't get to. Uh, well, many, many, many people didn't get to the high, <laughs> the highest level like you did. But we've all played in a Game Seven at some point. So <laughs> Kelly yeah. Rooney joining us tonight on the six thirty chat inside sports uh, NHL uh, analyst on Rogers. Um, okay, so we got Game Seven tomorrow in Boston, Leafs and and Bruins, and I think we're really anticipating that. And then when that game is over it's round two and then we're really going to anticipate this series the winnipeg jets and the national predators wow this has the makings of being a classic yes it does uh i don't think 
going into the season, we knew what to expect. Uh, we we kind of thought Nashville was going to be great, but uh, we certainly did know that Winnipeg was going to have the kind of season they had in particular after having such a rocky start. Um, but boy, uh, they are uh, Winnipeg, as you saw in the first round, they just don't have a weakness. I, I look at their roster up and down, and their goaltending has been phenomenal. Hellebuck has passed every test, so the the series between Winnipeg and Nashville is going to be elite. It's going to be uh, run and gun, I'm pretty sure, although both teams, uh, I think, at times can play a pretty good shutdown game. So this is, uh, this is game on right here. I, I'm really looking forward to that one. And it's interesting to handicap uh, the the series when you look at how each team handled their first round series where Winnipeg, I think, had an easier time. I put easier in air quotes because it's never easy, yeah. but uh, they yeah. they definitely dominated and were the better team through five games where you can make an argument with, with the Predators that the Avalanche might have been the better team through most of that series. In game six, I mean, the Preds really poured it on and showed their mettle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been good for Nashville because they were a heavy favorite, um, even though Colorado had a, a really terrific year as well. But Colorado was young. I think uh, they didn't feel any pressure whatsoever, so they were playing free and loose. And Nashville, I think, to a certain degree, felt a little bit of that pressure. It's, it's never easy uh, when you're... You go back to the playoffs, and people have extremely high expectations, and sometimes they're they're not quite as easy to manage those uh, thoughts and and so on. So I thought uh, Nashville did a really good job, as you said in Game Six, of sort of managing that. They really took it to Colorado early in that game, and I think that was the key that they recognized that they need to get to a, a better level, uh, and they certainly did in that game. And they took away the spirit and the will of uh, Colorado. Kelly Rudy joining us uh, on the from the NHL and Rogers here on 6:30. Chad Inside Sports. Dave Campbell in for uh, Reed Wilkins uh, tonight and this week. Um, another series I want to hit on is another matchup between uh, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins against uh, Alex Ovechkin and, and the Washington Capitals. And um, I think uh, we have a couple of Caps fans in the building. Uh, Brendan Allwork is one of them in our sports department. So I didn't get a chance to ask him if he was groaning because it's you know another matchup against the Penguins because it never goes well for the Capitals. But I don't know. Like I, I say this every year about the Capitals that I have a good feeling about them, um, but this time around against the Pittsburgh Penguins, is, is this the best chance the Caps may have at, at at ousting the Penguins finally, considering how they played in in round one against the Columbus Blue Jackets? Well, it will depend upon the health of uh, Pittsburgh because they look to be getting a little bit banged up. Uh, so we'll have to keep our eye on that. I don't know if Hagelin will be back. We don't know if Malkin will be back. Um, and on the back end, I think they've got uh, some guys dinged up as well. So that's an issue. I don't know if this is the best chance that Washington has had, uh, but I, I will say this. It might be the last chance that that team will look the same if they don't beat Pittsburgh. I think that there's uh, patience is really running thin there. Uh, if Washington doesn't win, I don't know if that means that Barry Trotz is no longer the coach. Uh, lots of different scenarios, I think, play out. Uh, Holtby didn't have the same season that he's had, although he re- really rebounded nicely here uh, in his last four games because I think people down the stretch were a little bit worried if he was uh, mentally and physically uh, fatigued, but uh, he uh, he came in, did a nice job. It- it's going to be a great series, but the fact of the matter is it's, it's not about Ovi, I don't think. It's can anybody 
contain Crosby. He he's just the last three years he's never played better. He just continues to uh, lead that team just with uh, will and determination and spirit. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, finally, Kelly, uh, let's talk about the Calgary Flames. Uh, they hire Bill Peters as their new head coach. Spent the last four seasons with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, didn't make the playoffs in, in any of those seasons. Um, his name went right to the top of the list uh, when it was announced that yeah. Clint Gullickson was, uh, was going to be let go by the Flames. Uh, Daryl Sutter's name came up a lot, but it always seemed to be Bill Peters. Uh, what, what do you make of the move uh, with Brad Treleving uh, bringing in Bill Peters as his head coach? Well, he's got such a great reputation around the league, even though, as you said, he didn't make the playoffs with Carolina. But I think most people give him a bit of a break on that, considering that uh, they spent uh, somewhere about $20 million per year below the cap. So I don't know if the teams necessarily uh, were in a position to go on a big run. I think that everybody would also agree there's uh, quite a bit of improvement under Bill Peters. I'm curious to see how it's going to be uh, sort of working there with uh, Peters and what kind of changes he's going to be making. Uh, I do know this. I did a charity event with him three summers ago with uh, he and Mike Babcock for mental health, and he's a super guy. He's a real quality human being. So that part of it, that aspect, I'm uh, curious to see uh, how it translates into coaching because I think what we all recognize about coaching is that you have to treat everybody differently. How you treat Johnny Goodrow isn't necessarily how you're going to treat T.J. Brody or uh, uh, Sean Monaghan and and different people. So I think that's the thing that uh, we all recognize, and that's going to be his challenge, trying to get the best out of these guys that uh, have been, or at least this year, they're underachievers. Well, you get a rare night off in the Stanley Cup playoffs, so we'll let you get back to that. Uh, real pleasure to chat with you again, Kelly. Thank you so much for your time, and we're going to enjoy that Game 7 tomorrow. We're going to enjoy Round 2 in the playoffs. You got it. Thanks. That was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Kelly Rudy uh, joining us uh, from Toronto, NHL and Rogers analyst. Uh, Stanley Cup Final Round 1 will res- or will uh, end tomorrow. Game 7, Boston Bruins against the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's just weird there's only one Game 7. But it's the only Game 7 we got. It's been a great series, and it will be a lot of fun. So you know, I find it very interesting with uh, with Bill Peters being hired um, by the Calgary Flames. It just kind of makes me think of the Oilers situation right now. And I'm kind of wondering, how long does it take for the Oilers to evaluate Todd McClellan as their new head coach? But it definitely does sound like he's coming back and could be a revamped coaching staff. Trent Yanni's name won't go away. And uh, he worked with uh, Todd McClellan before in San Jose. And uh, great reputation about working with defensemen. And then after that, it uh, is is there going to be an associate coach hired by the Oilers? And Glenn Gullitson's name has been thrown around. Elliot Friedman threw that threw his name um, or threw his name on the table basically, and it was just a rumor at the time. But would it make sense for Glenn Gullitson to become an associate coach under Todd McClellan? I don't know. You you would you would probably think that for Glenn Gullitson, probably the next step for him is to take an assistant coaching job and or take an associate coaching job. Paul McLean's name has been thrown out there, so who knows? But uh, you got to think the longer the evaluation process goes, you got to think it's probably in the favor of Todd McClellan as far as him coming back. That's just that's just my view from forty thousand feet in the air. It's six fifty. Back with more inside sports in a moment. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. 
54. Welcome back to the show. Inside Sports brought to you by Northern Chicken. Attend the perfect marriage of bird and beer. A five-course meal paired with six, six collective art beers prepared by guest chefs from Solstice and Pharaoh. RSVP at northernchickenyeg.com. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkinson. Oh, uh, staying with the Oilers, a report out of Finland. Um, I won't even attempt to say the name. Finnish names, eh? <laughs> anyway, it sounds like Iro Pakarinen will be heading to the uh, KHL in Russia next year. He spent the uh, last four seasons with the Oilers organization. He's 26 years old, splitting time between the uh, NHL and the American Hockey League, appearing in 40 games last season, scored two goals, and added one assist. So, looks like that uh, Pakarinen is on his way to the Continental Hockey League. NHL career, Pakarinen, 10 goals, 23 points in 134 games. Kind of one of those gritty type bottom six players that just, you know, just, you, you saw the grit. But uh, you were hoping to, I think, see a little bit more production out of Eero Pakarinen, and uh, it just didn't happen. You can text in at 630-630. Southside Rob texts in and says, Hey, Dave, interesting to look at the NHL League standings. The only team still remaining in the playoffs have uh, had 100-plus points. Two of those top teams have been knocked out. Minnesota was 8th, Anaheim was ninth. Chuck Fletcher was not renewed as their GM, finishing 8th in the league and making the playoffs the last six seasons. Interesting. Yeah. It is. It shows you how cutthroat it is uh, for teams that get to the playoffs. You look at Minnesota, they have reached the playoffs last number of years and have trouble getting out of the first round. They might have been in the second round a couple times, but uh, they haven't made the final four, I think, since they went on that crazy run about, uh, oh man, how long ago was that? 2003? I think that's correct. When uh, they faced the Anaheim Ducks in the Western Conference Final. So, it's tough. You know, when you look at the Oilers, they're trying to get back to that level. And we'll see what they can do in the offseason. But, yeah, it's tough. You know, I think there's a lot of fans that look at the wild season and say, hey, that, that was a pretty good season by comparison. Of course, the Oilers, Oilers fans and the Oilers organization, I'm sure, look at last season and go, that was a great season. We would like to have that and more. That's for sure. So, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, Chuck Fletcher's a good GM and uh, built a pretty good roster. Devin Dubnik was a big acquisition for him and for that organization to solidify their goaltending spot. Losing Zach Parisi in the playoffs was really tough against the Winnipeg Jets, but I think the bottom line is the Winnipeg Jets were just a far superior team to the Minnesota Wild. And that's the thing with this new format. It it does not reward you very often. You know, <laughs> you know, if you're a one seed in the old format and you get an eight seed, I mean, normally the one seed would win. I mean, we've seen some exceptions, including the Edmonton Oilers. But uh, this playoff format, I mean, it's you can have a great season, and you run a run up against a juggernaut like a uh, like the Winnipeg Jets, and then your season's done. I know people it drives them crazy with the format, but uh, at the same time, the format makes for some pretty exciting competitive hockey in the first round. This round, eh, maybe not as much, but uh, overall, um, it's created some pretty exciting matchups. And the second round should be pretty good. But we got one more game to go, and that's in Boston tomorrow as the Boston Bruins will host the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7. Round 2 will begin on Thursday. 
Two games, Pittsburgh and Washington, also the Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. Jets, Preds begin on Friday night, and then Saturday will be the Lightning against either the Bruins or the Leafs. News is next on the 6.30 Chet 24-hour news center with Kerry McCarthy. We come back, we talk Edmonton Eskimos football. Minicamp wrapped up down in Vegas. We'll be joined by Brock Sunderland, the VP of Football Operations and General Manager for the Green and Gold. Campbell and for Wilkins tonight on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Thanks for listening. Back in a moment. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.